Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Go For It. I am your host, Paul Gator. For the next hour, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And, of course, as always, you'll get me those of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com. Slash That's blogtalkradio.com. You can send messages to the show on Twitter at go for Gant, and uh, while you're there, go for Gant, give us a follow, at go for Gant. Great show lined up for you today. Expect to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. We're, we're going to talk some things in the NFL. We're going to talk about what we saw last night with the Ravens and Steelers. Colin Kaepernick, the end, possibly? I mean, wow. Wow. But we're going to talk about that. Uh, his Saints, 0-3 Saints, are they done? I think they might be done at this point, and we're going to talk about all things NFL with Willie Rofe, so he'll be joining us uh, in about a half hour, and so we're going to talk sports, have fun doing it. Let's start what we saw last night. Um, we saw the Ravens, we saw the Steelers, we saw a, a big football a big football game for both football teams, because the reality is this, you know, Steelers win that game with 3-1, who knows if Cincy loses on Sunday, they're tied for the top spot in the NFC North. Conversely, you take the Baltimore Ravens and you take a team that was 0-3, you put them to 0-4, you pretty much end their season. You end their season at that point. The opportunities were there. The, the, I mean, you can, you can blame Josh Scobie. Obviously, you got to make those field goals. You, you can't miss those type of field goals. I know Heinz Field's a tough place to kick in. I, I know it's tough. But at the end of the day, you got to make those field goals. You got to make them. And if you make at least one of those field goals, you put the football game away. I don't, you don't put the football game away, but you force Baltimore to have a score, a touchdown, something they had struggled to do throughout the course of that ball game. They had some struggles. But you're Josh Scobie. In that particular situation, as a kicker, your job is to make those field goals. That's your job. And so when you are called on to do your job, you have to make those field goals. And, and the thing about it, the thing about it, and missing those field goals, at that point, you, the, the team, the coach, everybody lost confidence in Josh Kobe. So when Mike Tomlin, on a fourth and one, had an opportunity to kick a 50-yard field goal in overtime for the victory, 
he decided, you know what? I don't trust this kicker. I I, I don't trust him. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for it. And he went for it, and he missed it. You know, Vic missed Antonio Brown. I would have liked to have seen at least a play fake in that particular situation. I would have thought everybody in the building thought maybe Le'Veon Bell would get it, and they went for it on fourth down twice. And Le'Veon Bell did not, did not get a carry in each of those situations. Vic to one time and Vic throwing an errant pass to Antonio Brown. The Steelers had opportunities in this football game. Antonio Brown dropped a short touchdown. The Steelers had opportunities to put that football game away. Many chances, many opportunities. They didn't do it. And they're going to kick themselves. They're going to be kicking themselves because this was not it was an opportunity. You know, it, it's so tough and so hard to win in the National Football League. It ain't easy. It's not. And and so when you have an opportunity to win an NFL football game, you had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And you could not put the ball put the ball game away. You couldn't do it. When you have a team down twenty to seven, you gotta win. When you have opportunities uh to make field goals, you gotta make them. You make that field goal and you probably win the game. You're probably three and one. Three and one. Three and one is so much better than two and two. So not only are you three and one, but you put the Ravens away. Now, you know, we can question Mike Tomlin. Do I think maybe he should have went for that 50-yard field goal in overtime? Probably. Probably. And, you know, we can, you know, there was one instance in regulation where, you know, they had some drops. Um, uh, Wheaton dropped the football there in regulation, uh, uh, went through his arms, and that would have gave the Pittsburgh Steelers a first down with an opportunity. That was in regulation with an opportunity to salt the football game away. An opportunity to salt away. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. You got to close. You got to close in that particular situation. You got to. The Steelers did not close. You don't close. You don't win. It's that simple in the National Football League. You give a team chance after chance after chance, and that was Sammy Coates, not Wheaton, who dropped that football that I'm referencing in regulation where Vic put it on him and it went through his arms. He should have caught that football. And that would have, had to, that would have been a first down. That would have ended, pretty much ended the football game at that particular time. And it was an incomplete pass, and therefore Baltimore didn't have to use a timeout in that particular situation. And so it, it was a big situation. But at the end of the day, the Steelers, had so many opportunities to win this football game. And they didn't do it. I think Mike Tomlin has to take a hit. And whether you say Tomlin or Todd Haley, who's the offensive coordinator, you know, some of those play calls were a little questionable. I think they both take a hit. Michael Vick takes a small hit because that pass to Antonio Brown was was a pass that could have – the play was open. 
the play was open. That was a play that should have been made. He takes somewhat of a hit, but he's a rusty football player. He hasn't started in a long time. He came to the Steelers late in, in the preseason. So, I mean, I guess we can we we can give a little blame, but he did pretty much everything he needed to. He didn't turn the football over, which is huge. He did everything he needed to do to put that Steelers team in position to win the football game. You can't ask for anything. I mean, you can ask for a little more because obviously only 124 yards passing it was a conservative game plan by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you could have obviously he could have gave you a little more. But again. You, you talk about a level of rust that he had. You talk about unfamiliarity with, with that offense. So you're, you're, you're talking about all those different things, all those different dynamics, and, and ultimately, you know, maybe in that 4 for one situation, you should have handed off to Le'Veon Bell because, again, Michael Vick still acclimating himself with that offense and still he hasn't played a lot of football over the past uh, season. Hasn't played a lot of football. So, you know, maybe if you're Todd Haley in that particular situation, you protected Michael Vick throughout that football game, maybe, you know, that, that maybe you give it to Le'Veon Bell in that particular situation. Le'Veon Bell's a special back. His moves are special. His, his, the way he uh, – his patience, it's just a beautiful sight to see this man run. He runs high, so patient, so patient with his – the way he runs the football, you got to love what Le'Veon Bell brings to the table for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in that situation, he's probably he's one of the best backs in football, and one of the best backs in football should have got his hands on that uh, rock at least one one time in those four-for-one situations, at least once, at least once. But he didn't. So, you know, obviously the, the, the Steelers go home losing a tough football game. Obviously, the Steelers are going to be in the market for a new kicker. Josh Scobie, at this point, they're looking for a new one. They're looking for a new kicker. You can't miss two field goals, two 40-yard field goals, 40-plus. They were 40-plus, but they weren't 50. One was 49, I believe the other was like 44, 42. You got to hit them. You gotta hit those footballs. I mean, you you gotta hit that those footballs through the uprights. You gotta do it. And there's just no explanation for you. Again, I, and I get times feels a tough place to kick, but that's your job. And there are three phases to a football game. Three phases. Three. Three, offense, defense, special teams. They were played decent on defense. Played decent enough on offense. But at the end of the day, they didn't play good enough on special teams. And Baltimore's kick, Justin Tucker, he's a weapon. He's a weapon. He he banged a 52-yard field goal in Hines Field. You say 52 yards. Again, that's a tough, that's a long field goal, and he did it at Heinz Field. That, you know, and you knew he was going to make it. You knew he was going to make it. He's reliable, probably one of the best kickers in this game. One of the best. 
And so you, you, you nail that 52-yard field goal in overtime, and you give your team a much-needed victory, a much-needed victory, a victory that is the season saver. Is it a season saver? Time will be the judge of that. But you live to fight another day. One and three is a whole heck of a lot better than 0 and 4. One and three is so much better than 0 and 4. It's not much better, but it's better. It's better. And so now the, the Steelers... You know, two and two. They prepare for their next opponent, the Ravens, one and three, and now the Ravens have some life. Not a lot of life. Not a lot of life, but some life. And Tucker's fifty-two-yard field goal tied for the longest field goal in Hinesfield history. So it's a tough place to kick field goals. It's not an easy place at all. Kudos to Justin Tucker. I mean, this kid, what, seven for seven in his career on potential game time or go-ahead kicks in the final two minutes of regulation, that's that's clutch. That gets it done. That kind of stuff keeps you in the league for a long, long time. That kind of stuff keeps you going. But Josh Scobie's already missed four field goals, already missed four. And, and so you got to do better. you got to do better, Josh, especially if you want to stick and stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially if you want to stick and stay not only with the Steelers, heck with the Steelers, there's 31 other football teams. If you want to stay in the National Football League, you got to put that through the upright. Didn't do it. That's a problem. Steelers lose, and the Ravens win. Great football. Not a great, good football game last night. A lot of twists and turns, a lot of interesting calls. And, you know, the, what, the fake field goal by the Ravens? You know, and a lot of people were questioning that one. I didn't think it was a – I thought it was a – I didn't think it was a bad call. I really didn't. You know, what what – what I guess would helped, not help per se, but you know, it was, it was just a great play by Sean Spence. I mean, he, that was a great play. It, they had something, but Spence sniffed it out. Spence made the tackle. Ultimately, that tackle stopped. Uh, uh, you know, he had a first down. He, he was going to get a first down, maybe more, maybe more. Stopped the tight end there in that particular situation. Probably was going to get a first down, maybe even more, but ultimately. They get it done. Ravens move on. Let's go to Derrick Rose now. Derrick Rose, you know, can't get a, can't catch a break. Derrick Rose cannot catch a break. If it, if it's one thing, it's another. If it's an ACL, it's an MCL. You know what I mean? It, it's just if it's not one thing, if it's, it's another. It's now an AC. It went from an ACL to an MCL to a broken orbital bone in his face, uh, in his eye. And so Derrick Rose. You know, Derrick Rose made a lot of noise, not noise per se, but he, he 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 raised some eyebrows. He raised some eyebrows, and 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 so, you know, it, it, the thing about it is, and, and you know, I I think we've all heard his comments by now. 
But, it, I mean, the, the, the way he answered, I mean, the question kind of, the way he answered the question was, it really wasn't the answer to the question he was asked. And, you know, he kind of went on a, a, a tangent, you know, just talking. You know, he just went on a little tangent. And in the process of going on that little tangent, he, he brings and, and talks about money. And he talks about, you know, Derek Rose has been talking about, you know, he what, talked about before in, in terms of what, he, his son and, you know, he wants to be able to be able to walk and, and, and be okay and not be in pain when he's an older man, so on and so forth, you know, so on and so forth. And he and this these are the comments that, that had people talking. Here it is, quote, this whole summer I had tunnel vision. My mindset was just making sure that I was working out every day and spending as much time as possible with my son and focusing on two things. Those two things, I should say, making sure my family is financial stable, financially stable, as far as seeing all that money that they're passing out in, the league, in this league, just telling the truth, just knowing that my day will be coming up soon. Reality is, Derrick Rose is saying, you know what? Reggie Jackson's getting big-time money. You know, they're, they're doling, they're, they're giving big-time money to a lot of guys, guys that you say, how did he get that type of money? And how did they get that type of money? And how did she get that kind of money? And how did, you know, not she, but he, how did he get to that money, that one? And the, how did Damari Carroll get that? How did uh, how did this guy get that? I mean, we it, it went on and on and on about the money. All the money that was thrown out. All the money that was given to a lot of guys. Some guys that really maybe not deserve that kind of money. Guys that you're saying, what? He got that? He got that? How did he get that? You know, you you see a Goran Dragic, five years, 86 million. Is he better than Derrick Rose? You, you, you see a guy... Robin Lopez, four years, $54 million. You know, Thad Young, four years, $50 million. Wes Matthews coming off injuries, four years, $70 million. Reggie Jackson, five years, $80 million. So the list goes on and on, the amount of money that's out there. There's a lot of money out there, a lot of people, a lot of opportunities for a lot of guys to get paid. A lot of guys got paid, and there's going to be more opportunities for guys who continue to get paid. Derrick Rose can be a free agent in 2017, that's the time when that contract, that new TV money, kicks in. So, and a lot of people are mad and critical of Derrick Rose for talking about money. Why do you go to work? Most people go to work for what? Not because they want to, because they have to. In the midst of having to, you go to work to try to make as much money as possible, don't you? I mean, don't most of you say, well, you know, I, I took this new job because the money is good. Don't you say that? Or or, or I, I'm going to stay because they gave me a raise, and the money is good. You say that, right? Now, all of a sudden, you know, I, I think we're a little hypocritical when we start coming at Derrick Rose and saying, hey, hey, D. Rose, when D. Rose is saying, look, they're throwing out a lot of money. 
There's a lot of money out there. I got to get my hands on that money. In order for me to get my hands on that money, I got to be working out. I got to get my body right. I got to stay in tip-top shape. In order for all these things to happen for me, in order for me to cash in in 2017, I got to stay in big-time shape. In order for you to cash in at your job, maybe you got to take a training course here. Maybe you got to get a degree here. Maybe you got to grab some credits there. Maybe you got to uh, uh, get a trade here. That's what you have to do to get you know to make the much, as much money as possible. That's what you have to do to get the job that you want and in turn to get the money that you want. That's what you have to do. Derrick Rose, in order for him to get the money that he wants, what he has to do is work out. What he has to do is stay in shape. What he has to do is make sure he can stay healthy and stay on a basketball court. If he can stay healthy and stay on a basketball court, then, hey, this is an elite player. This is a, a, a what, a MVP, 2011 MVP. This guy, this was a special player for a period of time. Two injuries started to beat his body up. Some are speculating maybe Derrick Rose doesn't love the game as much as he once did, and maybe he's in the game to make money. You dummy, aren't most people in the, in, in playing sports to make money? I mean, uh, 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 Floyd Mayweather said it best. When you talk about boxing, it's, it's called prize fighting. You're fighting for a prize. Most people... Go to work to make money and as much money as possible. And they're honest about it. And, and, and it, it, it's so hypocritical. You know, we want athlete, athletes to, to tell the truth. We, we want them to, to, to be honest. You know, we get tired of, of the typical sound bites that you hear throughout the world of sports. You know, when they're talking about a team, you know, they're a good football team. Knowing that football team stinks. They have a good quarterback, knowing that quarterback stinks. You know, they're, they're going to come and play hard, knowing that team hasn't been playing hard for a long time. You, you hear all these things, that, that it's all these sound bites that you get from athletes, typical sound bites. You know, you, you just you, you hear them all the time. But don't you want the truth? Don't you want guys to say, we're better than you, we're going to beat you? Don't you like to hear that sometimes? And now all of a sudden, Derrick Rose tells you, look, okay, look, I, I'm out here trying to get his, uh, to get my body right so in 2017 I can cash in and get the most money as possible so he can take, it to, take care of generations of roses. Well, both of us go to work so we can take, of, take care of generations of whoever, take care of generations of Gantt. I would love to uh, uh, be in Derrick Rose's position so I could take care of a generations of Gans. I, I, I think most people, if they had an opportunity, if they had a chance, would love to put themselves in the position so they can take care of generations of their family. So their family members don't have to work as hard as they did to, to get what they got. Derrick Rose has made a bunch of money, TV money. 
I mean, not TV money, sneaker money. On the court money. And he's looking to prepare and set up his family forever. That's admirable. That's what many people would love to do. Many people say, I would love to leave something for my kids, grandkids, so on and so forth. That's what most people say. That's what most people go to work for. I want to build a house for my family, you know, and and give my kids, my sons, my daughters, my grandkids, something I never had. People do that. And most people are honest about that. Now, and, and, hey, maybe you can argue, look, Derek, I mean, dude, you're making all this money. You know, you're making a lot of money. So maybe, you know, an, an average person can't relate to the type of money that you're making, Derek. They can't. So from that standpoint, if you're D. Rose, from that standpoint, maybe you just be quiet. But people want the truth. And it's just like they say, you can't handle the truth. You want the truth, but you can't handle it. Not to lie, but you can't handle it. And a lot of people say, you know what? I want you to tell me the truth. Tell me the real. Give me the real. In the moment, that person gives you the real. The moment that person tells the truth is the moment you're like, he talks too much. It's the moment you start questioning this guy. He needs to shut up. You want the truth, right? <coughs> Derrick Rose is going to make $20 million this year. Truth. Next season, the year after this, Derrick Rose is going to make $21 million. Truth. Most of you can't relate to that. None of, I, I can't, none of us can really relate to that. There's a, there's a great... Uh, uh, there's a large portion of the population that can't relate to $20 million. They can't relate to that being made in one year. Some of us don't make that in our lifetime. They can't relate to the money that Derrick Rose is making. From that standpoint, when you're talking, I guess in a lot of ways when we talk, we always should consider our audience because, you know, if you got thousandaires and you're a millionaire and you're a millionaire talking to thousandaires, the thousandaire is not going to understand, can't relate to a millionaire, and vice versa. But when you're talking to the media, the media is is, is representing the public, Joe Public, and, and they're looking to disseminate that story to Joe Public. And, and so... <laughs> The reality is maybe Derrick Rose should have, I, I, you can argue maybe he should have considered his audience and, and spoke to the audience. You know, obviously if I'm talking to a child, I'm going to dumb down, uh, and not necessarily dumb it down, but I'm going to, to uh, reduce the, the type of language. and not. I, I'm going to say it in a different way. You know, everybody says things in different ways to different people. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk to a 5-year-old the way I talk to a 21-year-old. 
And I guess on some level, Derrick Rose can't talk to thousandaires the way he talks to millionaires, multi-millionaires, his fellow NBA players. You know, guys talking about, you know, they got to feed their family, Latrell Sprewell, but Latrell Sprewell was broke. So maybe he was right on some level. He's had some money issues. And, you know, we we talk, we, we hear it all the time. Josh Smith talking about, you know, I'm taking, a, you know, I'm taking a pay cut here. And, you know, I, I know this could affect my family. It's going to affect my family financially. You know, thousandaires can't relate. I can't relate to that. I can't, I can't relate to what Derrick Rose is when he's talking about $20 million. And he's making $20 million a year, and he's talking about the possibilities in 2017. I can't relate to the possibility of ever having a $100 million contract. It would be nice. It would be lovely. It would be great. But I can't relate. So I think at the end of the day, it was a case of Derrick Rose needs to you got to watch your audience. And your audience, when you have it, when you have an audience of a bunch of thousandaires and you're a millionaire, thousandaires have a hard time relating to millionaires. And it's very difficult for a thousandaire to relate to a millionaire. And and so people just don't understand. But at the end of the day now Derrick Rose Obviously, he's got to get healthy. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. He'll be back in two weeks. So it's not catastrophic. It's not an end-of-the-world type of injury. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And so it's, it's it, at the end of the day, it's a setback, of course, but also at the end of the day, D. Rose will be back. He'll be fine. And, and, you know, I root for Derrick Rose. You know, I know there's some things out here. I know there's a civil suit out there against him, Um, you know, alleged sexual assault. I know that's out there. But it's out there. I mean, people make allegations all the time. doesn't mean it's true. doesn't mean it's not true. But people make allegations all the time. I like Derrick Rose. And and, and so when, when, when you see, you know, Derrick Rose, Towards meniscus, or or or, or, or Derrick Rose, you know, towards ACL against the Philadelphia 76ers in that series, and 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 don't get me wrong, for that it it helped me, it helped me, it helped when 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 you know helped my Sixers, it helped my Sixers win that series. It really did. But the reality is this, you know, you hate to see stars of the game. Go down with injury. You hate to see it. Kevin Durant going out. You hate to see that. You know, Rose, you hate to see that. Westbrook a couple years ago, you hate to see it. Kobe over the years, you hate to see stars get hurt. You hate to see it. You most definitely do. And, And so we'll see what happens moving forward. Hopefully D. Rose. We'll get healthy, stay healthy, and hopefully D. Rose can can get his his Bulls. We've been waiting for the Bulls to to take that next step. And, and on some level, in that wait, I, I'm thinking on. I, I mean, do I think it's 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 pretty much over 
with this era of Chicago Bulls in terms of a championship, it's going to be difficult as long as LeBron James is there. It's going to be difficult as long as Kyrie Irving is healthy. Kevin Love meshes well. If Kevin Love meshes well with that team, and they should improve without Kevin Love that they still can get to the NBA Finals. But it's going to be difficult with those guys in the way. It's going to be most definitely difficult. You know, it's going to be difficult. But not impossible because, as we saw, you know, Bulls were close in that particular series. LeBron James hits that buzzer beater. And if LeBron James, you know, doesn't hit that buzzer beater there in game four, then who knows what happens. I mean, the Bulls, if he doesn't hit that game, uh, buzzer beater there and, and the Bulls win, find a way to win that basketball game, and, and you know, they're up 3-1 at that point. They're up 3-1 in that series if that happens. And up 3-1 in that particular situation – you know, could spell the end for it. Could have spelled the end to the for the Cavaliers, and then you know, Paul Casal was injured. So I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, but you do have a Jimmy Butler there in place. You, so you, you you got a team. You know, Paul Casal, who was an All Star last year. I know he's getting older, but he was an All Star last year. You got people in place. In Chicago, maybe they can threaten. Maybe. You know, maybe Doug McDermott gets a year better. You got Meritage. You know, the the, the, the uh, guy came over last season who gave him some decent minutes. You know, this is still a formidable basketball team. Still a formidable basketball team. And there were guys who, uh, you know, I think Charles Barkley picked of the Bulls to win that series against the Cavaliers. There were two people that were picking against the Cavaliers in that particular series against the Bulls. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to believe that the Chicago Bulls can't beat the Miami Heat. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. I mean, I I, I think it's, it's, well, it's going to be difficult. Is it impossible? No. But Patrick Ewing, you know Reggie Miller, they all ran into you know they all ran into uh, uh, Michael Barkley, ran into Michael GP Gary Payton and Sean Kemp ran into Michael Stockton and Malone they ran into Michael they ran into Michael and maybe D Rose will be one of those guys who. Ran into LeBron. You know, maybe they'll run into LeBron. And ultimately, running into LeBron's not going to get you to the NBA Finals. But we'll see what happens with D. Rose again. Ultimately, I hope you, you, you want to see him stay healthy. You want to see him be healthy. And you want him, just like anybody, I love seeing anybody cash in and make a boatload of money. Say, hey, use what you got to get what you want. And hopefully, D. Rose can do that in 2017 and he can cash in and get that money. Let's Jonathan Papelbon. You know, we Papelbon, Bryce Harper, you know, these guys arguing, fighting in the dugout. How about the Nationals? I mean, a, a team with so much promise, a, a team that, you know, just a couple months ago was in control, you know, three games up in their division, and seemingly, 
seemingly, you know, the Mets were three games back, and, you know, the Mets were struggling, not struggling, but they weren't playing the greatest of baseball. And, and the Nationals, you, you figured, okay, this baseball team was, was poised and ready to finally get back to the playoffs. We've been talking this is, we've been talking about the Nationals forever, since, like, what, 2012? We've been talking about the Nationals in, in terms of, eh, not forever, but the last three years. We've been talking about them to finally break through. We've been hoping that they will finally break through. You know, when he first stepped on the scene, you know, the, the Nationals were three games up. Three games up. And we're talking about Papelman when he first stepped on the scene. And then ultimately they would become 12 games. You know, they lost 12 games in the standings. 12 games over two months. Papelbon wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. The the Nationals weren't very good. And they had opportunities and games and you know, they they had leads and they just blew in against the Mets. You know, they had leads and and then you know, throughout that series and the Mets just beat them. Beat them. And, and how about the Mets getting Cespedes and you know, that propelled that baseball team with all the pitching they got up there in Queens. Applebond and Bryce Harper they go at it, you know, Bryce Harper with the pop-up, you know, Papelbon not happy that Bryce Harper didn't run it out, you know. But before that, Jonathan Papelbon gave up, what, five runs in that game against the Phillies? Gets one of the worst teams in baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies. And, and so, basically, like, dude, you know, I, I, I know you, you're, you're a tough guy. I, I know you're, you know, I know you're all that. You're a tough guy, man, but come on. It, 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 it's not like you went out there and you struck out the side. It, it's not like you did that. I mean, before before you decided to get into that fight, it's not like you struck out the side. Dude, you just got beat around. You got beat around by the Phillies. The worst team in baseball. They beat you around. And... You worried about Bryce Harper, an MVP, possibly? One of the best players in baseball, you worried about him? You pitched one inning, you gave up five runs, two earned. So three of them, maybe not your fault. But you just got beat up a little bit. It's not like you had a one, two, three inning, and you're worried about Jonathan, and, and, and you're worried about Bryce Harper. Come on, come on, Papelbon. Come on, JP. You need to at that point. You need to just go somewhere, hit the shower, and be done. And be done. That's what you need to do. Because reality is, reality is, it's not like you pitched that great before. I mean, it's like, dude, like if you if you went out and you did what you needed to do, then you can talk. But if you're not doing what you need to do as a man, as a pitcher, as a player, then you can't say nothing. You cannot say Anything. So, and, and then you just look at the Nationals over the years, and 
And this team, you know, back in, what, 2012, that NLDS situation against the Cardinals where you're up four in the ninth, you blow it, you lose, and you're out the playoffs. But that was the year, you know, 98 wins, the most in the majors. Steven Strasburg, what, 15-6, and six, pitching good baseball. You had Gio Gonzalez, also a 21-game winner that season. And in the process of that, you know, you had all those things working for you. And, and we all know, you know, going back to Palpamon, we all know why he came. Drew Storing, you know, the questions about him was was what's going on in the postseason. And obviously he was a culprit in 2012 against the Cardinals in that game five where he gave up those four runs. And we so we know why on some level Papelbon was there. But anyway, you look at the Nationals back in 2012 and, you know, their thought process, hey, we'll sit uh, Strasburg down. We're going to be here for a while. We're, 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 we're going to be around. You're going to be seeing a little bit of us, a lot of us, over the next few years. We're poised and ready to be formidable and, and, and be a team to reckon with over the next few years. We're a team that you are going to have to worry about over the next few years. We're going to be back here. We're going to get back there. We're, we're, we're going to, to, to be a team that's going to win a World Series or two. We're going to be that team. And then, all of a sudden, you know, they had struggles last season, injuries and everything, and it didn't work out this season as well. There's no guarantee in sports. That's the bottom line. And don't think ever think that just because, you know, you have a formidable young team that you can go where you want to go. It doesn't always work that way. Injuries are a part of the situation. And there's no guarantees in life. So, at the end of the day, the Nationals decided, hey, you know what, let's sit Steven Strasburg down with the hope that, you know what, we'll be back here at some point again. And it never took shape for the Nationals, and, you know, it all fell apart. And ultimately, this team is going home in 2015. The Mets win the NL East, and, you know, winning the Nationals is going to finally uh, fulfill the promise that many thought they would. We're going to bring in a guy who fulfilled his promise as a National Football League player, guy who did big things in the National Football League. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer. Willie Rove. Willie. Yes, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad I'm here. I'm trying to late. <laughs> all good, all good. Let's get right down to it. And and we saw last night in Pittsburgh, you know, the, the Steelers gave a football game away. Josh Gobe missed a couple field goals, makeable field goals, one for 41, the other for 49. We saw some questionable calls. And overtime, you know, with Michael Vick on that fourth and two getting stopped, and, and then uh, you well, know another fourth and one. Be, Go ahead. Well, well, let's be let's be honest with you too, Paul. I mean, your fullback whipped the guy's helmet off when he made that run when he reversed the field. I mean, that was blatant the holding call. I mean, he grabbed the guy by the head and spit him around. That should that should have been a touchdown anyway. That first one, yes, but. Obviously, the Steelers let one get away, but let's look at that fourth down situation in overtime. The first time they run a, a, a quarterback draw with Michael Vick, Le'Veon Bell's in the game, he didn't get the ball. And then the second time, fourth and one, Le'Veon Bell's in the game, he didn't get the ball. Michael Vick throws an errant pass to Antonio Brown. 
Did you, and they, in that second time, the second over, in the overtime, they had an opportunity for a 50-yard field goal. And I know Josh Scobie missed those two field goals. But wasn't no, the right man, call Josh for them Scobie, to go for it? They should have kicked the field goal the second time or tried to kick the field goal. I understand they were upset about the field goal kicker, the field goal kicker. But, uh, but, uh, okay. But, 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 uh, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm still sad for Josh Scobie. He's a Louisiana Tech guy like me, you know, all-time leading scorer in Jacksonville history. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I mean, it's a tough, that's, that's just what you put a coach in. Um, right. They had every opportunity to win that game. Uh, 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 Baltimore, you know, when they when they tried to make that field goal and didn't get the field goal, I mean, did the fake the fake field goal and everything that happened. They had every opportunity. The the Steelers did to win that game. Michael Vick played an excellent game for for the most part. You know, he had a couple bad throws, but uh, but I thought he played very well. He you know just he, he he had plenty of time. He had great protection, and the way he stood in there and. Uh, through that ball, he looked he looked good, and uh, he ran for a couple first downs. But uh, I think the Steelers gave that game away. Uh, they should have gone for it, uh, and that, they should have kicked the field goal. And that situation gave Scobie a chance to redeem himself and to get his confidence back. You know, he's still a good kicker, and uh, you know, you give him a chance to get his confidence back. I, I think I agree with you. I know, I know Heinz Field is a tough place to kick, but I think you got to give that kicker. It's a 50-yard field goal. I think you got to give him another opportunity in that particular situation. But at this point, Josh Scobie's probably going to be looking for they Obviously, the Steelers are going to be all this. They're going to be looking for a kicker because it's obvious that Mike Tomlin had no faith in Josh Scobie at the end of that football game. And But everybody you know, talks about how, how hard it is to kick in that field, though, Paul. Everybody talks that's about true. that. That's true, but you got to make – I mean, you had a 41-yard field goal. As an NFL kicker, you have to make a 41-yard field goal. And then he missed a 49-yarder, and then he didn't get another chance. But the Ravens get that victory last night. Steelers are going to be kicking themselves for a little bit. Let me ask you this now. And, and, and Colin Kaepernick, and, you know, he looked awful last week. Four interceptions. You know, first couple passes were pick six in that first quarter against the Cardinals. You know, this was a guy, and, and it's funny, we looked at, RG3 had that big year, and, you know, Kaepernick had that big year. We were talking about the read option guys, and, you know, this is going to revolutionize the game and all this other craziness. And, and the two, one of the, you know, Russell Wilson, he's still doing big things. But the other two guys, Kaepernick and, and RG3, guys who we thought were going to possibly revolutionize the game with the read option, those guys are, are you know, struggling right now. RG3 can't get on the field. And Kaepernick, some believe, maybe should be getting off the field the way he's been playing. But are, are you surprised by the, the, the demise of Colin Kaepernick at this point? I mean, I, I am, I'm surprised because that first week he looked real good. It looks like he had been working on his mechanics and, you know, stood in the pocket and threw the ball well. I mean, ultimately, uh, Paul, as you see, you've got to know how to read these defenses and play and, and understand where the ball's got to go. That 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 offense is is fading out. I mean, it's not you know you gotta understand coverages and playing football, read defenses, picking your spots on the run. I mean, a few years ago, Kaepernick was uh, you know, was, was doing everything off his raw athletic ability, and 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 he was getting away with it. Now the pressure's on him. You know, the, the, you know they lost a lot of guys, but he's the man. He's making big money now. 
So he's in a different circumstance now. Now he's now he's got now, you know before he had nothing to lose, everything to gain, and now you know it's, it's a different ballgame, Paul. And, and uh, you know you got to step up. And, and, and at this point, how long has he been in the league, Paul? Four or five years. He's got. Five he years. should be able to learn how to. What did you say for how many years? Five years, but you look at five years. The past and look, look the at past four years he's been starting. And look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton lost a lot of weapons, but Cam Newton understands how to play the game. The game's slowing down. He's throwing the ball when he's got to. He's using his kick come. But Cam Newton is standing in there throwing that ball now more, and he's not taking off running as much more, which he has to do as he gets older and matured in this league. you got to throw the ball more. You never saw Warren move running the ball down the field. Warren Moore stood back there and threw that football. And Warren Moore would have had 60, 70,000 yards throwing if he hadn't had to go to Canada. You look at the numbers, what he did in Canada and what he did in the NFL, he still made it to the Hall of Fame. But Warren Moore played in Canada for four or five years and was the best quarterback over there. So Warren Moore would have had 60,000, 60, at least 60. He would have been the all-time leading quarterback uh, yards and they would have been breaking his records if he hadn't had to go to Canada. But one moon who knew how to read the defenses, very intelligent guy, very nice guy, and knew how to throw the football. Right, and and, and you know, it, it's funny. I mean, he, it, it's just unbelievable to think that you know Kaepernick would be. We would be questioning whether or not at this point the Forty ers really do have a quarterback, and and maybe they don't. And maybe you know, I'm not saying Alex Smith. Because, you know, obviously he has a hard time getting the ball down the field. You know, obviously he can't he's not throw the ball down the field, Paul. Paul, that yeah. was embarrassing. Paul, that was embarrassing that was. last week against Green Bay. I mean, first of all, they can't. If you heard what Ray Lewis said, they are communicating. They're, they're running these these crazy pick plays, and you can't touch the guy. Like Ray said, you got to bump a guy the first five yards. At least get him off his route. I mean, they just let guys run free, man. It makes it too easy for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But on the other hand, I mean, the Chiefs can't throw the ball down the field. You know, they, they finally throw the ball to to Macklin for a touchdown, but that was that was in the red zone. I mean, that, that, I mean, that, I'm sorry, you, you know, or you, who who you paying these guys fifteen twenty million dollars a year and they can't even throw the ball down the field? I just don't understand it. It it it's it's, I mean, it's it's you know, you watch the, the Chiefs and. You know, you say Alex Smith, he's a nice quarterback, he's a decent quarterback, but like you said, if you can't get the ball down the field, there's no way you can win in the National Football League, and he can't get the ball down the field consistently, and so there's no way you're going to win in the National Football League if you can't get the ball down the field the way you need to. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Really, I want to ask you this now. We we saw the Patriots now. They're off to a tremendous start, 3-0, and playing some big-time football, Blew out the Jacksonville we'll Jaguars, fifty-one to seventeen. And, and and last time the Patriots had some adversity, we had uh, Spygate. They went undefeated. This time around, we have Deflategate, and they're off to a great, great start and playing some big time football. I want to ask you this now, you know, and, and we can go through the schedule real quick. But I'm looking at this schedule with with the New England Patriots, and I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated because we know how hard it is to go undefeated in an actual football league. But the way this offense is playing, the way Tom Brady is playing, there's a possibility that, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. 
But if you look at the schedule, we go through it real fast. Week five against Dallas at Dallas, but Romo's not there, right? We go week six at Indy. Indy hasn't really been playing that great of football. We got week seven against the Jets. You know, can the Jets really stick with this Patriot offense? I don't think so. You got the Dolphins week eight. Another game that's very winnable. Dolphins off to a bad start, not playing good football. You know, week nine, you got the Redskins. Redskins aren't that good. Week 10, the Giants, that's winnable. It's at New York, but that's a very winnable game. Week 11, Buffalo. I mean, you drop 40 on Buffalo, so you can you know what you you can do big things against that offense. I'm thinking week 12 is going to be tough against Denver, but Denver, you know, that offense isn't really doing much, and we know what the Patriots offense is doing. Philly, week 13 in New England, that's a game they should win. At Houston, week 14, another game they should win. Week 15 against the Titans, they should win that. Week 17 at the Jets might be tough, but they can outscore the Jets. And then week 17 against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins haven't been playing good football. It's possible. Do you see 16-0? It's, 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 a long, it's, a, it's a long schedule, Paul. Brady's going to give you some games. In this where he's not going to be as productive. He's going to turn the ball over a little bit. One of them defensive lines is going to get after him, and when they do, he's going to, it's not going to be the same. Now, in that type of game, the defense is going to have to step up. Remember the Kansas City game last year? When he went on the road and Kansas City picked him off a couple of times and he turned the ball over and they got after him up front and they ultimately won the game. He's going to have some games where some guys are going to get after him. It's going to be ugly, ugly type football game, probably a low-scoring game. And we'll see if that defense can hold up. But I, I say, I say fourteen and two right now. Looking at them, best record in the NFL. Maybe. And, I mean, well, what's, what's, Green, what's, what's Green Bay's record right now? Green Bay three and zero. It's coming between them and Green Bay for the best record in the league. I say they'll go. Uh, Atlanta looks real good. But the Chiefs have been a disappointment. I was talking about them earlier in the year. The Falcons look very good right now. Um, I'll, so I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll say uh, they'll lose, they'll lose two games this year. Two games, and that's that's probably uh, two road, two road games. That, that, and that's maybe, probably real. And that Buffalo that Buffalo game at home is going to be a tough game because because the restaurant and that history. When Buffalo comes up there to play, it's going to be a tough game. So it won't be a blowout like the first one where they're coming back late. So I, I, it's going to be a couple of games. It's going to be a dog fight, and 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 they might lose a couple of them. We'll, we'll see what happens with the New England Patriots playing some great football right now. Speaking of a team not playing great football, your New Orleans Saints, you know, Josh McCown, excuse me, Luke McCown, played decent, you know, played decent. Lock-tech, lock he played decent against the Panthers. Wasn't enough at the end of the day, and and there's Drew Brees looking like looking like Drew Brees probably will play on Sunday, and you know you're getting some other guys back. Keenan Lewis is coming back. Jerry's Bird is, you know, these guys are probable. Lewis and what, what has Jerry's Bird done, Paul? What has Jerry's we, Bird done? Has he been well, there? you're getting them. You're getting them back. All that money. What has he done? At this point, he has done nothing. You know, I, Thank I mean, you. There's, there's no, there's no getting. So around don't say that. they're getting them back like they're getting back a pro bowler or somebody like that. Well, you, you're getting back a guy who, 
you know, played some good football before he came to the Saints. I mean, you're getting him back. He was he was a big playmaker. They said this guy was a big playmaker. I haven't seen him since he got to the Saints. Unless some, I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy, the guy looks like he don't want to play football. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta in order, you know, to to make those big plays, you gotta stay healthy and hopefully, hopefully, he can be healthy. I mean, just like these guys, just well, like Sue. I don't know. I don't know if it's the coaching down there in Miami. If you don't like the coaches, but what is Sue? Sue got a huge contract. Now I will say this: the guy for the Chiefs, Houston, who got paid, Houston plays plays hard. Him and Ali, Tom Ali, you watch them play. Derek Johnson, those guys play hard every week. They play real hard. And you know, I don't know what, what's going on with Sue. They say he's not playing good, but these guys are getting a lot of money, man, to not be to not be playing. You know, you know, once they were real good football players, and I heard people talking about Sue, talking about comparing him to uh, the kid that left Tennessee and got all the money from Washington. And I'm not going to call him him, but who? Albert Hainsworth. But, yeah, Hainsworth. I mean, how can you – I mean, they're saying, they're saying, they're saying it's that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some, you know, with free agency, sometimes it comes down to systems and – Certain systems work for certain guys, and certain systems are, are more effective for certain guys. And, you know, it's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, hopefully for the Miami Dolphins, Sue can ultimately turn this thing around. Your Saints done? 0-3? I will say this. Because the Atlanta Falcons looked so good this year, and they lost to Carolina in that division game, it's going to be real hard on them. I think Atlanta has gotten a lot out of the first-year coach, different attitude. Atlanta looks a lot better. The line looks good. Bruce Matthews is playing good football up front. They're, 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 Julio Jones is playing all world right now, um, and the running back is playing good. Atlanta gets better. You, you, Paul, you see, you only get, every year in the league, you're not going to be the same. You know, you're only sure. getting better, you're getting worse. you gotta, you got to make the right moves. It's the team that makes the right moves. It's, 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 Paul, you can make three. You make a few. You got you got the draft. Let's say you don't draft, and the guys aren't productive. You draft. You go. You go. You're gonna. You're gonna pick up a couple key, key free agents. If those guys that you pick up, and and, and those guys you draft, and, and then if somebody goes down, the backups, you, you draft, don't contribute to the team. You just out, you're out of it. Look look what the right. Chiefs. The guy tells ACL, but you tell me what kind of impact they, they have. Did them not having Sean Smith, who got in trouble and missed three games, the big quarterback, has affected them tremendously. Now, I know they drafted the kid that had a good game, Peters, but your acquisitions and your trade, your, the guys you pick up in free agency, you know, if, if you don't do a good job with those key pickups and they're not having your team, they're not contributing, then they, they top your salary cap and, they, and, they, and you're screwed. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, any NFL, you know, free agency can help you turn things around. You can turn things around fast, but, you know, the key is, you know, your quarterback. And fortunately for the Atlanta Falcons, they have a quarterback. You know, they, they, they have Matt Ryan. And fortunately for them, they also have a big-time wide receiver in Julio Jones. You know, defensively, there's still some holes there. There's still some holes on the defensive side of football with the Atlanta Falcons. Offensively, they're playing some good football. You know, the line is opening holes for the running game, Freeman and those boys. And, and so, yeah, and obviously, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are doing their thing. 
They're still putting up big time numbers. But you know, defensively, they're still a little suspect. Um, they're better, obviously. But we'll, we'll see what happens. It should be interesting. Well, the, what but, but, but the problem, the problem with the Saints are they're, they're suspect on the defensive ball and the offensive side of the ball. They can't run the ball. You know, they haven't been able to throw the ball the way they needed to. So they, you know, if they can't, you know, it's just like we were with Kansas City. If they can't score thirty points a game, and then your defense isn't that good, then, then what are you gonna do? That's true. I mean, that's true, but. Hopefully, again, Jarius Bird is back. Keenan Lewis is back. Hopefully, you know, Allerby is <laughs> well, back. And, 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 well, another thing, Paul, they, they, were, they, were, they thought Cooks was going to be the next Steve Smith. And, 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 I mean, I think he's a good player. I don't know if you look at his numbers over the first two games. Obviously, he's not Steve Smith, you know, but that's who they were trying to compare this kid to coming out of college. Well, Cooks is off to a not a bad start. Twenty three, uh, sixteen catches, hundred ninety yards. Not awful, but no touchdowns. You know, but you know he's going to have to look, work a lot harder. Not harder, but he's got to play a lot better if he wants to be Steve Smith like. And we all know Steve Smith, possible Hall of Famer. So you know, <laughs> we'll see. We're talking to Hall. We're talking to a Hall of Famer, Willie Rove. Willie, let's go out on this now. Derrick Rose. You know, and, you know, Derrick Rose talked about, you know, and I'm paraphrasing him now, but, you know, getting his body right, getting everything ready, getting himself go, ready to go for two years from now. And it, because they're giving a lot of money out in the NBA, two years from now he can be a free agent. You know, and, and he talked about money. He talked about getting his body ready and, and with the opportunity that he can make big-time money in 2017 NBA free agency when that new TV money comes to play. Let me ask you this, and, and, and we, you know, he got criticized by a lot of people. I believe, look, you go to work, you go play basketball, you play football, you guys all do this thing for money. And the reality is when, when you know, I, I think where he went wrong, this is where he went wrong. Sometimes when you're a millionaire and you're talking to thousandaires, and that's mostly everybody, mostly the fans, thousandaires can't understand millionaires. Thousandaires can't speak the same type of language that millionaires can speak. So when thousandaires hear millionaires talking about, well, you know, I want to get this money in 2017 and so on and so forth, thousandaires can't relate. So my thing is this. And, 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 what, and thousandaires don't understand. Thousandaires don't understand that the millionaires are working for billionaires. That all the owners right. are billionaires. And did you know somebody told me? I didn't know this call, but. Uh, you know what the average after after I don't know if they passed this before taxes. Do you know what each NFL team makes a year when they lose a draw? What? Roughly around four hundred million. Okay. Okay. Another thing, Paul. Let's go back to your statement. First of all, Derrick Rose is from Chicago. Uh, he's been hurt a lot the last few years. He was better. He played in the playoffs last year. He put he played a little better, but he and the good thing was that that year he played in the Olympics because he hasn't played, uh, you know, in the summer of the games because he hasn't played during the season. Second of all, he was hurt last year, son, uh, uh, with, with the knee injury, so he shouldn't be worried about a new contract. He needs to be worried about being productive the last couple of years on this contract. Another sure. point is. Isn't he making isn't he making like crazy money with Adidas? I think he's making like twelve thirteen dollars twelve thirteen million a year on a shoe deal he's got. 
So he's yeah, already he got making – he's got a shoe deal making upwards, if you look, if I'm not mistaken, Paul, over $10 million a year. So with his basketball money, which was a max deal at the time, which was 85 whatever million he got, so he's making at least 15 or 16 on the basketball deal. He should be making around $30 million a year or somewhere in that neighborhood. He's already making big money. And, so and that shoot point, was real long. He doesn't really need to be talking about what he's going to be getting on the basketball court in two years because he's looking at LeBron James, what those guys are making, you know, upwards of 35, 40 million a year when he's been dealing with these knee injuries. Nobody's going to pay him 35, 40 million dollars a year when he when he can only play half the year. He might be getting 15 or 20, which is close to what he's making now. He's not going to be making when LeBron James was getting, was just like a. Uh, the highest paid guy now, what did uh, the kid in New Orleans sign for like five year, 145? Yeah. Because he just keeps here next year. Anthony Davis signed like a five year, 145. I don't know what that average is, but that's a lot, Paul. But he's not going to get that type of deal because you you, you got to factor in he's going to probably miss a quarter to a, a third to a half of a season. Right. Yeah, I mean. And the thing is, um, he's making $20 million this year. He's going to make 21 next year. And to your point about the shoe deal, 13-year deal with Adidas for $185 million. So Thank he, you, Paul. He, he's got a lot of money, and, and, and he's got a lot coming in off the court. He's making he's $20 million this year. Paul, Paul, he's making $20 million this year, 21 next year, with a shoe deal making over 10 a year. He's talking about he's got to secure his uh, kids financially. Well, he's already making but, over thirty million dollars this year. Yeah, and, and I get that, but here's also the thing. You know, here's <laughs> also does, the thing. Bro. You know, everybody, everybody wants to say, you know what? I want to leave a legacy for my kids. I want to give my kids this. I want to give my kids that. I want to make the road for my kids as easy as possible. And, and so, you know, he only has so much time to make as much money as possible. Paul, and, Paul, and, 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 hey. I mean, we've seen. Paul, if we've they paid you thirty-some million one year, and you paid taxes, and you had fifteen, I put it like this, Paul. I played thirteen years, and I made upwards of the high thirties, maybe close to forty. It took me thirteen years to make that. They'll make thirty-some million in one year, Paul. If you had fifteen or eighteen million dollars in the bank after one year, I'm pretty sure where you are, you could you could you could leave a pretty nice legacy for your kids with fifteen, eighteen million dollars. We also seen guys, you know, Mike Tyson's of the world, the Evander Holyfield of the world, the Allen Iversons of the world, who've had money issues. Even guys who made, you know, Allen Iverson made a bunch of money with Reebok. Paul, Paul, he's a vet now. Paul, Paul, he, he's been young. He's been in the league. How many years did was in the league? Five, six years, uh, seven Death years. Road. He's he's had a chance to make his mistakes in life, from I think he should be able to be to, to take care of his business and be conservative. And, and be more conservative at this point. He's been in Chicago his whole career. He should have his house, cars, pretty much everything should be situated with him at this point. So I understand he's looking at the new money deal and wants the big contract, but you don't need to be you don't need to be talking about this call when when you're making upwards of thirty, thirty five million dollars. I I mean yeah, I I, I agree like he's making I, five million dollars. It's different if Michael Jordan is making $4 million, $5 million, you know, you know what I mean, and, and, and made all the money in the endorsements, but he's making $20 million. 
if you can negotiate it and get the money, then you can negotiate and get the money no matter what, you know, how good you are or, or whatever issues you may have. If you can get the money and the money's there, you know, why not get it? And, and my thing is Derrick Rose, I know he's making a whole bunch of money, but at the same time. Well, is is he making good power? You say he's making excellent money right now. Oh, so what his production did last year, he's making great money. For sure. But he was, you know, your contract is based off future abilities. And, you know, future abilities at the time were saying that Derrick Rose could be a very special player and, you know, put up a, bun- you know, a lot uh, of special numbers. Okay, in two, in two years, in two years, if you're going to pay him 30-plus million a year, how many years are you going to make the contract? You can't make the contract longer than a three-year deal. Well, let me, let's put it this way. 26 years old, right? Derek, let's say Derrick Rose balls out. He'll be 27 in a couple of days. Let's say he balls out this year, balls out next year. 29 years old, stayed healthy, put up big-time numbers. You mean to tell me Derrick Rose can't get a max deal? I mean, I wouldn't give him a five-year deal. You, I give him a three-year deal, three-year deal with option. Maybe four years with the team option. I couldn't give him more than a three-year deal, Paul. Too many injuries. Too much money there. Somebody's when you hurt your knee like that, Paul, Paul, when you hurt your knee like that, it's not going away. It's still going to be going to tear. He's still going to run down up and down that court. All right, so. Only two games plus the Bills. So, guess what happens, Paul? Guess what happens, Paul? Let me ask you that. When he, when he gets older, he's going to be the the uh, the, uh, the, 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 the coach from uh, San Antonio up there. He's not even going to play all the regular season games. You got to rest for 20, 20 games a year. To get him ready for the playoffs. So let, right, when so he gets about that baby mark, he's not going to play. I don't, if, I, if, I, if I got Derrick Rose, he's not playing back to back. He's only going to play 50, 50 to 60 games, and I got him first for the playoffs anyway. All right, so let's, let's, let's look at this. 2011, when he won the MVP, right? 27, 25 points a game, seven assists, four rebounds. Let's just say he goes on the low end and say he goes down to, like, 20 points a game, five, six assists, three, four rebounds. And he does that for the next two seasons. If he averages 20 and five, 20 points, five assists, and, a few, you know, two to three rebounds for the next two seasons, and he stay healthy, he's getting a $100 million contract. Somebody's going to pay him. Because he'll be only 29 years old at the time. 29. Ain't even 30. How many games do you talking about him making through the, through the next two years? Let, let's just say he plays a full season. The only time he, he sits down is for rest. You know, he stays healthy. Stays healthy. The only time he sits down is for rest. Well, that's you not what happened to Paul. Paul, he's out of map right now. He's not going to start the season right now. He's already out. Well, two, wait, what, two weeks? He'll got two weeks. They said he'll be back well, playing he's basketball. He's out of map. Oh, so he's out of map. He's missing him up. Okay, so he'll miss some time. Got it. But at the same time, even if he missed some time, he comes on back and, and, and balls out. He's going to be okay. He's going to, if you you don't. The thing is, in today's NBA, with the money that they're throwing around, you know, it may not take a lot to get paid. And and so I'm saying, why can't Derrick Rose get a hundred million dollar contract? Why can't he? you're right. The hundred million is going to be for three years. Because the salary is going to be 30-something, 
He's going to walk. That dude, the first, it's not going to be 20 million a year, Paul. It's going to be like the God's going to make it 20 million a year in two years. He's not going to make 40. I said, uh, he'll sign a $300 million deal with an option for the fourth year. He's put, the money million is going to be for three years. He's, so uh, you know what? No, no matter the length of the contract, he's going to get paid. And, and so I feel like, hey, if he stays healthy, like I said, if he can stay healthy and be okay, there goes Paul, Paul, we'll talk about We'll we'll come back and discuss this in a couple of years, and we'll see what Dan Rose is doing. And we'll, we'll we'll go back this year. We'll talk about basketball later on this year, and we'll see how productive Dan Rose is if he's out to twenty five and if, how much how many games he missed. I will say this: over the next two years, he will miss at least twenty five or thirty games. Well, and, and I mean, and based off his history, that's really not out of the realm of possibility. Because he's only played out of possible what, three hundred and I believe three hundred and twelve games, he's he's only played uh, in a hundred. So he's only played a hundred games since the twenty twelve season. So that's not out of realm of possibility. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Willie, pleasure, man. Well, so we will say this: if he does, if he misses thirty forty games, then he's not going to get a max deal. He should sign for no less to stay in Chicago after all the money they gave him and, and been through with him because, you know, basically he got paid and, and didn't play uh, most of the games since 2012. So, really, he's had a sweet ride in Chicago since he got paid, Bob. For sure, but at the end of the day, as the song once said, you got to use what you got to get what you want. And so if he can use what he got to get what he wants, you know, it's the American way. God bless him. Yeah, yeah Paul, I love this, Paul. They're not giving him thirty million or a hundred million for the regular season. They're giving him that to try to get a ring. You have a nice we'll day. And and unfortunately he might run into King James just like Patrick Ewing did, just like Reggie Miller did, or with Michael Jordan. So we'll see what happens. But it's gonna be difficult. Pleasure, man. Hall of Famer, Willie Rofe. And I want to thank Willie for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at go for gant For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.